Welcome to the Yoga Teeth Podcast, mindfulness for dental professionals. I'm your host, Heather Bolton. Calandra has been a clinical hygienist for 12 years. She's worked in general dentistry and perio, but for the last six, she's worked with a doctor who focuses on function and sleep. This forced her to expand her knowledge and introduced her to the world of holistic dentistry. I am so thankful and excited to have her on the show with us today. Did you grow Mm -hmm. up in Georgia then? Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. I love that. that. You grew up in... I live in Utah, and I grew up in Utah, so I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what a beautiful state, though. I love Utah. Yeah, I think you said that you've been here before. Mm-hmm, yeah. and I'm planning another trip for um, September. Okay, awesome. You like to go visit, like, more of, like, the Zions area, right? Yeah, St. places like area. that. But I, th- I think we're going to also try, like, in the winter to ski there, so... Yeah, we'll okay. see what happens. Awesome. Who's we? Just me and a friend of mine who oh, travel okay. together a lot. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. So I am so thankful that you are willing to be on my podcast today. I think what you're advocating for is super inspirational, and I'd love to share you with my listeners. Would you, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. I would be willing. I would love to hear a little about your background and just like what got you into becoming a dental hygienist. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll be, I'm happy to be here and I really appreciate you reaching out to me. I really do. But what got me to become a dental hygienist? Well, To be honest, I don't have one of those super inspirational, I've always wanted to be a hygienist stories. (laughs) I always say it was just kind of a happy accident that I fell into it and it it turned out to be wonderful and perfect for me. Um, My mom was a nurse of a very long time and when I graduated from school, I knew I had to do something but I didn't know exactly what and I always knew I did not want to be a nurse. And yet I went to nursing school (laughs) and I was completely miserable. I was sad all the time. I was so depressed. And my primary care physician said to me, why don't you just do something you like? (laughs) It was like a revelation. And so I quit school that day. Mm -hmm. And I quit my job that day because I was working as a nurse's aide. And I went on the internet and just scoured the internet for like, what do I do? You know? And I was living at home while going to college. And so I looked at all of the colleges in the surrounding area and all of the things that they offered. And I stumbled upon dental hygiene. I read what dental hygienists do. I read, okay, they make about this much. They do this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's the one. (laughs) No idea. No idea. And so I went to the school and I applied And they said, you know, you got a couple of prereqs to take and you have to take this test. So I did that. And um, they, at first they did not accept me. And when I asked why they said, well, you didn't take the test. I had taken the test. So they went back and they they, um, saw that I took the test. And so I was like the tail end last student. Actually, I was an extra because they had to take me since I've taken the test. And that's how I became a hygienist. I love that, especially, and that that is an inspirational story to me because you're an example that 
if you're not happy in the career that you have, it, do something about it. Take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that is really amazing. What has been your focus as a dental hygienist for Ooh, patients? Oh, what a beautiful question. So I've almost always worked in general dentistry, but for the last six years, I had the privilege and opportunity to work with a dentist that I absolutely fell in love with. And he taught me so much. And one of the big things that he focused on was um, sleep medicine. And we did cosmetic dentistry and we did general dentistry too, but he focused a lot on sleep medicine. And it just really helped me to appreciate how important continuing education is. Not that I wasn't already getting continuing education, but you know, it's kind of like those same things. Okay, you get a science, you get, you know, whatever. But it really just opened my mind to how significant and profound our profession as hygienists are. And it just kind of changed my focus as far as what I wanted to do as a hygienist, what impact I wanted to, to have, and what impact I wanted to make for my patients. Um, and so I, I just, from that moment, learning more about sleep apnea and spotting the signs in the mouth and all of that, I kind of jumped down the rabbit hole and I haven't found my way out since. <laughs> and so that's kind of how I got into holistic dentistry and all of that. I'm still down the rabbit hole, just digging around and, and having fun. <laughs> so I've actually tempted in a holistic office before. That's kind of how I connected with you. And thought it was mm-hmm. really cool. My favorite part about a holistic office, at least the one that I was at a few times, was that it was a lot of patients that had dental anxiety or mm-hmm. um, were really nervous. And that can happen in all offices. But what has been your experience with that? Absolutely. I agree with you that it can happen in any office. And I think any of us as hygienists would agree that 70% of our patients have some form of dental anxiety. And that's from, you know, the extreme phobic, crying, shaking, can't get out of the car patient to the person just that just keeps repeating how much they hate getting their teeth clean or how much they hate the dentist you know, or they're shaking or they're, they're, they're just cursing, you know, and I, most people, I would say many people have some form of dental anxiety. It may not be the extreme phobia, but you know, people joke about not liking to come to the dentist to the point where it is just the norm. And I think most of that really is anxiety. Most of it is not a true hatred for us or our profession or what we do, because if they really hated us, they wouldn't be there. <laughs> Most of it really is nervousness. Mm-hmm. And that's just how they're expressing that nervous energy. And so I do find that a lot of people who do have anxiety, they start to seek out more holistic medicines because maybe they've had a bad experience um, in the past, maybe with a dentist or with a product or something like that or they're very nervous. And even some of the clients that I treat with my program, they have had dental anxiety to the point where they have began to, and and, you know, I I think it's ironic because sometimes we say, well, if you have so much anxiety, why don't you brush and floss, you know? And then you could have less dental visits. 
But in fact, really, psychologically, the opposite is true. We see those patients and they haven't taken care of their mouth. And a lot of the time it's because they have been traumatized and they just don't deal with it. They just don't. They do the bare minimum and they just put it out of their minds. And so then they come to us, unfortunately, in a very poor state of health and they need us to help them and to heal them psychologically and physically, orally in their mouth. I love what you're saying right now because it is so relevant in all dental hygiene offices and all dental mm -hmm. um, offices, depending on the specialty, yeah. like anyone can implement your program and do exactly what you are saying. So I'm just wondering, how do you communicate or interact with patients that are embarrassed? Mm. What a good question. So for me in clinical practice, um, it, you know, like every hygienist, case by case, you know, we wanna say, oh, it's this and this and this, but really it, it, any eight hours of hygiene is not cookie cutter, <laughs> you know? And with the only <laughs> patient, I think that's so true also. Like recently I had this patient terrified and she told me she had just taken like 2000 milligrams of CBD to get out of the car <coughs> and to come in the office, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and she was still like extremely wired and she was very embarrassed about her teeth because she had neglected them because she had such a bad experience that literally she just didn't deal with her mouth. She just didn't do things. So what I like to do is change my tone first and foremost change my tone of voice, come down off of the teaching, be human with that person, let them talk and let them tell their story. And I find that so many times that when you just listen to the person, understand, even sympathize, let them tell their story, they instantly feel heard and they begin to trust you. And once they begin to trust you, the relaxation can start. Another thing that I love to implement is essential oils because physiologically they work <laughs> they've been proven to work with anxiety even in the oral microbiome also but especially with dentally anxious patients essential oils can just help them to calm down and to relax another thing especially in my program this is not so much in clinic but in my program what i like to do with patients is give them tools because I find that a lot of them, when they have had that bad experience or multiple bad experiences, the reason that they have reacted or responded in the way that they did is because they felt out of control. They felt like they didn't have, they were powerless. So my big thing in my program is to give them back the power. So teaching them strategically, specifically case by case for their mouth, we do oral microbiome testing so that they know exactly what they're working with. And then we make a strategy that solves their issue, their problem. I find that that gives them back the control first. And so they feel more comfortable. They feel empowered to be able to handle the dental chair. <laughs> but then also a lot of the problems that they would have had to deal with once they got to the dentist are taken care of because now they know how to brush, how to floss, why use a tongue scraper, when to use mouthwash and which one, what they, you know, all of those things are already taken care of for them. They've learned, they've been taught. So they're fortified with knowledge. 
And then I also like to teach them when you get to the dentist, he's going to say this, 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 and this. Here's what that means. So that when they're in the dental chair, they know what questions to ask. Because I find that a lot of people are just intimidated. They're just intimidated. They have plain old white coat syndrome and they are intimidated. And so by take, giving them back their control, taking away some of that intimidation with knowledge and then using essential oils to supplement and to support them, I really find that I get a really good results once they make it back to the dental office. I think that is amazing. I love what you're saying about helping the patient feel heard and then also helping them in a way to understand. So in a way, I usually like to phrase it oral health education translator. Mm -hmm. Become um, mindful with their language because it's a whole nother language. Yeah. So that yes. is amazing. I love that so much. What tips would you say for hygienists or anyone in the dental office, including dental staff? How can we help the person feel heard or feel like they have their power, like right when they walk in? For example, what I like to do, and I would love feedback if there's something better to do, is I always tell them how proud I am and how much I admire them for coming mm -hmm. in today and how I think th that they're brave. That's beautiful. And then another thing that I say is I actually, I love your smile because a lot of them are self-conscious about their smile and stuff. But the way I think of it, I don't say this to them necessarily, but I think of a smile and teeth, two different things. Mm -hmm. I have seen someone with extreme meth mouth um, and their teeth are not in a healthy state, but they have a beautiful smile and they shine. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. that everyone can have a beautiful smile because it is coming from their energy, not necessarily mm -hmm. their teeth. But I 100% agree. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's amazing. I, I, I totally 100% agree. And I think that you're absolutely right that it's not just the hygienist. It's the whole dental staff. I think it starts the minute they walk in the door. You know, um, and what I have found is that acknowledging people, greet them, say hello, smile at them. We think, especially in a busy, fast-paced world, that those little things don't matter, but they do. <laughs> it may sound like customer service from 1935. It's not. Because <laughs> people are people are people, and we need other people. We need to be acknowledged and heard and responded to by other human beings. We all do that. No matter how much we want to deny it and we want to have our headphones and be on our own, whatever... We need that from other human beings. And that's why social media is popular. That's the reason, because it's other people <laughs> that you can look at. And so I think when, when, you, when a person comes into the dental office, greet them with a smile, make them feel heard. I love offices that have a strong patient base because then it's like everybody knows your name, you know? And I, I worked at this one office where <laughs> he compared it to Cheers. 
Now, he didn't mean it in necessarily a good way, but I thought it was brilliant because the reason that people went to Cheers was not because it was the best, fanciest, most wonderful bar in the world. It was because everybody knew your name. You felt welcome and at home. And I think that if we can create that home environment at the dentist, people will want to come. And it's not about how beautiful the office is, which that's nice for the equipment or whatever. It's really the people. It's us. It's the clinicians. It's the front office people. It's the office manager, the doctor, the hygienist who create home for our patients. And if we can treat other people simply the golden rule, the way you want to be treated, if you can stop and take five minutes and listen, it means the world to people. I've had so many patients to literally cry at the beginning of their appointment because they were so afraid. And by the end of it, cry in gratitude and hug me when they left. And all I did was listen to them. They just need to be heard. And I think that now in dentistry, and it's very sad to see, we've moved away from customer service. We've moved away from these are our patients. These are our people to just production. And, and I think that's so detrimental, especially for the dentally anxious patient. They need that time. They gotta have more than those 20 or 30 minutes. It's just, it just, they must. Yeah, depending on the office, every office has their like things that they like to focus on. And yeah. you're right, the we need to focus on our patients more than ever and make them feel heard. Everyone feels their name. Like, And some offices, it's not necessarily about production compared to others, depending on what kind of office it is, exactly what you're saying. But make it how you make someone feel, that's what they're going to remember. They're not going to remember yeah. the prices as much because <laughs> if somebody doesn't feel heard they're not going to feel important and that's not a fun feeling for anyone to have there was a patient that I had this was a while back but it was like during COVID and mm -hmm. we um someone in the office right when they walked in pointed the temperature at their forehead um to take their temperature without any greeting and when mm. I went and got the patient back, she told me, and she was just like, I was horrified. It scared me. And this was a patient with severe dental anxiety. They hadn't been mm. to the dentist in years. And they said, that was just too much for me. It, was, uh, it felt like a gun being pointed at me without any greeting. And I'm like, and I wanted her to feel safe. And I thought right. that was amazing that she was brave enough to say that to me. She had never yeah. met me before. And hearing her, I said, oh, thank you so much for your feedback. That's something that will help us in the future because being mindful and treating people like as if every patient does have dental anxiety can increase our dental practice mm -hmm. because we don't know if they have had that experience or not in the past. Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Yeah. What, what is something that we can do as a dental hygienist to help ourselves 
um, have care and calm and patience because sometimes um, when there is a person with severe dental anxiety, it can affect us as a clinician. How do you create um, calmness and stillness and peace in your heart so you can share that vibe and energy towards your patients? Oh, what a good question. <laughs> I love that question. <laughs> well, I think one thing that really helps me is essential oils. Another thing is a good morning routine where I am ready to be at work mentally and emotionally for the day. Um, and I think too, again, I really truly believe in things like the golden rule. And I try to put myself in that other person's shoes. But I do find that when I feel rushed, uh, pushed, I am not at my best. And I find that now, 12 years into practice, I can't work in practices like that anymore and be who I need to be for my patients. And so for me, the, the practice that I was telling you about, I think it, for me, it, I worked there for so long because it was the first time in my career that I found a practice where my philosophy and the dentist philosophy were the same. And we ran on the same level. And I think that's so powerful. And so many of us as hygienists don't get that. And we don't perform at our best because there's always this tension. And when you find a dental home, you can give that home to other people. And so I think as hygienists, it's so important for us to be happy at work, not faking it, but genuinely enjoy your job. Enjoy it. It's a beautiful profession. Somebody asked me a few weeks ago if I had it to do all over again, would I do it again? Absolutely. I love this profession. I think it's wonderful. And I think when we can feel that, when we find that for ourselves, we can give it to other people. But until we find it, you just can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, you, uh, it will create burnout and drain. We won't be able to be the clinician that we need for our patients, especially. So I love, I love, love, love that. And it, the thing is, different offices are going to be a good fit for different hygienists. That's it. Your, like all the offices are great pretty much overall, but we need to find the philosophy that we feel good about. Right. What do you usually say to hygienists or dental professionals or patients that are not interested in essential oils? How do you educate them in your experience? Because there's all different types of tools and instruments. But yeah. I would love to hear your perspective. So my perspective is this. I love essential oils. I think they're wonderful. And I think they're great. And hopefully about a month, I will be certified as an aromatherapist. However, I recognize that everybody does not feel the same way I do. And that is okay. And just like you mentioned, there's so many tools and things out there that it, it, we don't have to be one trick ponies. We don't, we can use a variety of things. I was listening to a talk the other day 
and uh, the gentleman was a homeopathic doctor and he was just, he was talking about rheumatoid arthritis actually. But something he said struck me and I thought it was beautiful. And he was talking about all these different remedies, you know, herbs, essential oils, or homeopathic medicine, all these different things. And he said, it doesn't really matter the methodology. What matters is that you're getting results for your patients. So if the patient is not interested in essential oils, that's totally fine. We can do something different. <laughs> okay with that. I am, I am definitely not a pusher uh, in the sense of, you know, it, it doesn't have to be my way. <laughs> I'm not a control freak. I can let you have your way. All I want is the best end result. And if honestly, if you're not going to use essential oils, then they're not going to work for you. <laughs> That's just simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not going to work if you don't use them. So if you hate them, you're not going to use them. So let's use something different. So that's how I, that's how I feel about that. Um, and I think I'll say until recently in the past few years, I myself was not open to the idea of essential oils as a part of my dental practice. Because a lot of the times I hear in dentistry, and especially as hygienists, we make fun of it. Patient comes in and they're like, yeah, you know, I brushed my teeth with, you know, lemongrass or whatever, and it did this. And they got like seven millimeter pockets, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I really do. And so we make fun of it. And honestly, it is sort of funny. But used correctly, they really are potent and they really are powerful. And I think a lot of people aren't using them correctly. And a lot of hygienists, though, we haven't looked into them to see what is this? What do these things really do? You know, because from ancient times, they have been used as medicine. What, when and why did we stop? You know, and so many of the things that we use nowadays, they have essential oil components or the constituents of essential oils as their main ingredients. And, and because the name has changed or they're using the chemical name, we simply don't know it, you know? And so I like to, when people are resistant to that, I say, okay, and I ask them, well, have you always felt that way? Or why do you feel that way? And then I talk about things that are more common to them. Um, and then I, it, I tell them, well, you know, this, this ingredient right here that you're using, that's the main ingredient of this painkiller, that's an essential oil. This is the one, you know, or this ingredient that you're using for antibacterial, well, that's an essential oil and this is the one, you know, and then they're like, oh, <laughs> you know, so, but I mean, if a person genuinely doesn't want to use essential oils, okay, we can do something different. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I think that that's amazing that you're wanting to respect other people's values and beliefs and meet them where they're at. And that goes along with what we talked about earlier about giving the patient power, that they get to choose how they would like to improve their oral health and, um, and help with their dental anxiety. I think it is so beautiful to be able to see as dental professionals, patients that come in with fearful tears, like you said, and then leave with joyful tears. Yes. I appreciate so much that you came on the show today. How can people contact you and look at your program? Absolutely. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook at 
Holistic Integrations Oral Care. And also my website is holisticoralhealthcoach.com. So they can contact me there mm -hmm. and email me or send me a DM. I'm happy to talk to you. I love talking about tea. <laughs> 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 me too. Um, you are Damn. such a delight. I totally support everything that you're doing, and I think that you're an inspiration, and I am just so thankful that my listeners are able to listen to you today, and I will just uh, include all those links that you mentioned before in the notes so people can just easily click them or look you up. But thank you so much for being here today. Thank you also. I really, really appreciate you having me. And I did check out your profile before and all of the links that you sent me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do practice mindfulness also. I think that's such an important part of staying calm and present. <laughs> yes. I love it. And it, when, when, when the other, when the other energy is not calm, you know, yep. and you got to be the one to, you know, yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Professionally mindful and, and all of that stuff. I love it so much. <laughs> I you love stretches it. in the morning. Never hurt anybody. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I think that we can all learn from each other and, I, I really appreciate it. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. All right. Well, I hope to talk to you again sometime. But I, yes. <laughs> yeah, enjoy your day. You are amazing. Namaste. Oh, you too. <laughs> you too. Thank you. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you again to our guest, Kalandra, for being on the Yoga Teeth podcast today. I'll go ahead and add her contact in the show description. If you have any mindful tips that can improve a dental hygiene career, I would love to hear them. I am always wanting to improve on this important topic. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Yoga Teeth. I'm Heather Bolton, the Yogi Hygienist. Namaste.